pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Well, greetings and welcome back, KB Creators, for another adventure of living our best lives together. StephenKenny.com is the website. And if you would like to begin receiving KB text messages with an occasional kinetic belief insight, just text the word kinetic to 31996 and you're in. Miss Maggie, <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a clue. Don't you know that? Think about it. What are you doing? I don't have any idea. Uh, I love sitting down and being formal with you. Because we just, we, we run around and we just, it's back and forth and up and down all around. But oh then to goodness. actually sit down across from you, what a joy. What a pleasure. Doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm yeah? excited. Good to see you like this. I love podcasting. It's fun, isn't it? It's the best. Well, and especially in the world now so where it's, it's not easy for us all to come together Right. And uh, so this is this is pretty cool. When I, it helps me to uh, meditate on and send out positive vibes to the KBs, which feels amazing. Yes. It makes I feel very connected right. to all the KBs. Speaking of this. positive vibes, we have been able to uh, share live and in person with some some of our new KBs, in fact, over in the Balkland states and, and up in Scotland and down through yes. uh, some of the places in Europe. And I've had some uh, kinetic belief events, like I said, up in Edinburgh, Scotland and in Montenegro, which is a former Republic of Serbia. And we're now in the Balkan state of Al- Albania, where it's beautiful here. It is beautiful by the here. Way. It's stunning. And I had no this idea. is where we're podcasting from today. Yes. By the way, okay. they, there are there is a container ship that looks like it's about 400 yards offshore. Mm-hmm. That has been there for five or six days now. Mm-hmm. And the weather has changed some. The currents change. But have you noticed that as the currents change and the wind and the whatever is happening... The ship continues to turn and so that it's always nose into the current. Well, that's interesting because I was noticing it was turning, but I don't think it ever registered why. So that's GPS, interesting. GPS, uh, it, it's, it's, it's so cool. The technology that enables... It's, is it, it automatic? And you, have to, and you have to remember that a ship is underway like mm-hmm. that when it is actually anchored offshore. So they've got that motor and it's turning and somehow it's navigation is GPS synchronized to oh where goodness. it's on autopilot. And so it's always nose into the current, but for six days it has just slowly turned and you'll see four five, six hours later, it's kind of facing in a different direction. If you notice the current is moving toward the, the, uh, the it's not the bow, it's the front. Is that the bow? That's the bow. That's the, back, the bow, <laughs> the bow of the ship. <laughs> Yeah, and it's. Just, I think that technology like well, that is really, really. And I think cool. we're all thinking the same thing. Though. What's the gas bill on that? You <laughs> well, know, underway, it's Goodness like gracious. twenty thousand U.S. dollars a day for a tanker. I think Whoa. somebody will correct me, but it's a lot. <laughs> right, email but, us to correct. Yeah, that's. I think it's probably just just a little bit uh, above idle. So, you know, they carry a lot of fuel. Anyway, I, I just think it's really cool to observe things like that. Have about you ever thought about technology. crossing an ocean on a on a container ship? Yes, I have. As a, as a guest, 
Sure. I, I don't know. You know, I have thought about that. I think about a lot of things like that, what it would be like to go on a container ship. And I guess most crossings are going to take, what, uh, 30 days, something I, like that? I guess so. And, and supposedly you're not guaranteed to get to your destination quickly because they're going to have a lot of stops I think, along the I, way. I think that I would have to really, it would be a great opportunity to practice being present. That's true. And just being centered in your thoughts. Not what an a bad adventure. idea. I love it. So, yeah, we're podcasting from uh, Albania. Yes. And actually, we were just in Montenegro about a, just a little over a week ago. Mm-hmm. And Labrador retrievers run wild <laughs> in Montenegro in packs. Well, Labs in packs. It's so funny. You no. hear about the wild dogs and you're, and you're like, that's, a, that's not a wild dog. That's a la- that's licorice. I mean, that's it, my dog licorice. And if you don't believe, if you don't see, <laughs> if you ever visit Montenegro and you want to see them, I guess just throw a ball. Oh my goodness! And they'll come from Isn't wherever that they funny? are. Funny, but they are. They run in packs, I and love it. they're wild cats, and they're beautiful too. That was one of my favorite things that happened. We were out at a cafe, and it was a little chilly, but we were sitting outside, and this sweet little cat just hopped up into my chair and curled up behind me and fell asleep they're so cute what? and then we met a dog on the beach in albania and <laughs> we, we met named, a dog <laughs> we met a dog and, and we named him chauncey you did and as soon as He's i named him dog. as soon as well i named him chauncey he turned and he followed us on our walk he followed us the everywhere we went and we went up to a cafe out on the patio where we had lunch and chauncey laid down on my foot and reached over and hold, held your foot and went straight to sleep I love the, the animals, don't you? Love the animals. Speaking of loving animals, have okay. you heard of the latest craze? And I guess it's the latest. Cow hugging. Well, you know what? I have been saying this. I said <laughs> it on the podcast how many times, right? I want a cow. You look like a cow hugger. I want a cow. You should be hugging a cow. I see it on Instagram and I want a cuddly cow. giant huge cow cow hugging i looked it up and in in <laughs> norwegian norwegian states they call it kokenufflen oh my word kokenufflen other and then not and <laughs> you can look it up online. and and not only that but That's you can amazing. look it up and and they yes. they lay down and they they close their eyes and they love to be held and you can cuddle them oh you just google it it is the sweetest and thing hold ever it. and i think with covid it's kind of led a lot of people to want to be hugged like that and be close to some something and i feel like it has to feel so good and even more than a typical domesticated pet because it's this enormous animal 2,000 pound they're animal. huge and they're just and they're so gentle with people but they lay down they close their eyes and they hug you you hug them and then you'll see on a farm where a, a, a turkey or a chicken will come up and get in on the action <laughs> oh just a love hug fest my dream life <laughs> I Can we just it. all start owning hundreds of animals and call I don't it a see day? Why not? Oh gosh! Well, you know our kinetic belief events during the last four and a half months, which began in Scotland, have covered this variety of topics that we've been talking about with yes. uh, our mm-hmm. attendees. And at each of our events, there are so many questions that are asked, and far more than we have time to to cover yeah. them all. So. Uh, in that we couldn't get to all of the questions. Some of them we've included, but what we're going to do, and as I promised uh, to a lot of those that we've been talking to as well, that on today's podcast, we are going to continue to address some of those questions. And uh, by the way, if any of the KB creators listening today if you would like to submit a question for, uh, for us to discuss, 
just email us at kineticbelief at stephencanyon.com. Yes, and, it's that easy. And uh, we will get your question into the lineup. And Megan, I guess you've you've compiled a... Yes, I have. Uh, and you've, you've had the box with you of questions submitted. I've had the and, box. I've typed them up. I've got my notes. I'm loaded for today's podcast. I, I thought you might say that. So, <laughs> so I, I guess we'll just make ourselves comfortable then. Yes, I think so. Let's just settle in. And I have to say, I love hearing questions from KBs because it really gives you so much insight into what everybody's working on. And in many ways, it makes you feel very connected. Like I was saying before, you feel very connected to them because these questions and these, these you know, uh, spirit things that we're all chasing after, they're, they're so universal and we all have them. We're all living this life together. So again, it just forms that really cool connection with everyone. Sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's so exciting. Okay. Well, let's just dive in, right? So we've got Robert from Dundee, Scotland. And he asked, he said, you often talk about learning to control what we think about. My thoughts are loud and often obnoxious. What can I do to start controlling what I think about? Like I said, relatable. Loud and obnoxious. Well, first of all, I'll probably stop talking. <laughs> we'll deal with the thoughts. Yeah. Good question. Um, this, the stress in all people's lives is a condition of critical thinking. What a person dwells upon, thinks about, and keeps on replay over and over and over in their thoughts, and you keep thinking the same thing, having the internal dialogue, it either from your past or what you're projecting into the future, mm. produces the anxiety of uncertainty. Thought produces a massive momentum of thought forms, which then rapidly alternate. It's like an alternating current. It's going between uh, possible negative outcomes, positive, uh, possible positive outcomes, mm -hmm. back and forth, all this nervous energy, and the negative scenarios, and all the possible positive scenarios, imaginations that are not formed in the present tense, that originate from your past experiences or represent your future experiences and expectations. They produce the rapid-fire internal dialogue that will drag you along like a cowboy tied to a horse. Not <laughs> something that the cowboy necessarily volunteers for, if you've ever seen any of the right. old westerns, but he finds himself... Not a choice. Um, uh, somehow <laughs> being dragged along behind the animal and totally out of control, tossed around, bruised and battered. Kinetic belief is practiced by those who learn to observe what they think about. As an observer, the thought comes in and you step back and you observe the thought rather than the thought identifying you and it being your identity. Think about Think about what it is that the thought is representing and then intentionally choose which thoughts you're going to allow to enter into conscious acceptance. Kinetic believers observe their thoughts and their emotions rather than identify with them. They recognize that, you know what, they're not, they are not their thoughts. And they are not their emotions. While everybody has thoughts and everybody has emotions, they should not have you. Mm. By practicing the observation of your thoughts and what you allow yourself to think about, thoughts become the touchstones for advancing your life. Your thoughts no longer define you. They don't define your purpose. Thoughts are 
should be a tool for you to use while advancing your life. Wow. I love that permission that you just gave us to not personally identify with our thoughts, that that's not who we are. That's incredibly empowering as we move forward. Mm -hmm. So we also heard from Maria in Glasgow, Scotland, and she wants to know, even though I'm tired of hearing about politics, I can't help but get into these heated arguments at work about election results and things that politically matter to me. I don't feel like it's good for me or my relationships, but I really care about these things, and I find it hard to remain quiet. Especially when others are talking about what they believe, I feel like I'm doing a good thing by standing up for what I believe is right. Am I thinking about this in the right way? Being politically minded attracts the consequences of stressful thinking. While it's important to change ourselves, to transcend our relationships to a higher level of awareness and a new enlightenment through the lens of unconditional love, it is imperative. It's vital to understand that evolutionary change to the collective consciousness always comes it's part of the expanding universe. It develops naturally, and it develops harmoniously. The, uh, it's the natural way of being. And change to human consciousness is not developed through the reasonings of philosophical musings or political debates. From the day the first humans appeared on the earth, it was the function of creation that began to work within human beings, putting more and more of present tense, fearless awareness into each succeeding generation, urging humanity to go on to larger achievements and to better conditions. Mm. Well, would you say that we have an individual responsibility to, to lift each other up, you know, to help each other advance? Well, the primary action of those who transcend identifying with thought forms is not to seek redemption through creating a better world, but it's to awaken out of identifying with the imperfect. Mm. Wow. In other words... It, you're no longer bound to this world and all of this world's labels. They don't, they don't create who you are. They're not your identity, your original genius of purpose. And so this level of objective reality is, is not the condition of who you were ever meant to be, who we are. But by being present, you see, we come face to face with the essence of your being and the creative realm of the unmanifested, non-empirical reality. Mm. Yeah. It's from here that freedom from attachment is the substance of your peace. It is from here that kinetic belief functions to be able to attract your best life. Yes, the greater purpose for the individual is to uh, live life uh, to the fullest with and in the presence of those that we meet in this life, for we are all connected by one. We all come from the same source. However, the individual responsibility to be a lift, to lift other people up, and it's only achieved 
authentically by elevating yourself to unbecome negative source influence. And then while still enjoying the manifesto pleasures of this world, still participating in it to the place that you are enjoying the new car, the new house, the things that you should choose to surround yourself with, there is no fear of loss anymore because you're unattached to the labels, unattached to things. When the ego, which is the part of you that identifies with labels, is no longer only satisfied by things, you no longer need to surround yourself with things. That's freedom. Wow. Although you can still enjoy sensory pleasures and, and uh, the addiction for sensory experience, however, is gone. You don't have to have it. Wow. So you're no longer controlled by it or you're no longer underneath it. It is only at this higher perspective that you begin to make a real contribution toward attracting a better world, creating a different sense of reality. It is only at this centric place of awareness that you're able to become true compassion and to really be a help to other people. Only those who have transcended the world can manifest a better world for themselves and for other people as well. And as for the political debates, every human being has predetermined, has predetermined passions within them, formed by the, the constructs of the subjective reality that they believe to be true for themselves, or what each one thinks is right, or believes to be politically correct. And while there, while there is nothing wrong with having articles of faith for guidance on your personal journey, you should avoid, avoid using your articles of faith to proselytize your thinking uh, as demands upon other people. Why? <laughs> you read my mind. Why? <laughs> in, in quantum theory, in quantum physics, reality is determined by the bias of an observer. We talk about this all the time. Right, yes. Particle entanglement, mm -hmm. observation, the observer effect. What one person believes to be true is not true for another person. So the question is, which one of those truths is true? <laughs> I love that you ended your answer with. <laughs> and, so. and I'm throwing that question back at you. <laughs> so no, what is but that, truth, But that Megan? is the question, right? <laughs> well, that is the truth. And, um, and that I love how you were explaining getting rid of these labels. And as you're teaching us about getting rid of labels, I, I felt such a sense of peace and empowerment just at the idea of that. Because, that, like you're telling us, that helps us to transcend and really live in the spirit, which is, which, which is the true reality. We get rid of the labels by no longer identifying with them mm -hmm. and by being an observer of our thoughts wow. and an observer of our emotions and learning to be able to smile at a thought when it shows up as something that you are observing and not necessarily identifying with. Wow. Powerful. Next, we have Tanya, and she's from Falkirk, Scotland. Uh, I love these names, don't you? <laughs> these are wonderful. She um, is asking, she says, I recently heard your podcast when you talked about the image of a dress that went viral. The dress was actually blue and black. 
or was it? But most people saw white and gold. Can you tell me how I can recognize what is true and what is not true? This seems especially hard to do when our eyes can play tricks on us. I remember that. Uh, we saw a different... We saw the dress differently, Yeah, we did. We? Um, you mm-hmm. saw black and blue, and I saw white and gold. But mm-hmm. then after you told me what it was, I couldn't see either. Like it just flipped <laughs> back and forth, could, back and forth for after me. I told you it was what just it was. like, it was just going crazy. Yeah, that's, that's, that's something we need to think about too. Exactly. <laughs> it was crazy. It was Power suggestion. Yes. Right. Yes. It was I, funny. Great question. I, I cannot it. point, I can't point you to any spiritual truth that's deep within you that you don't already, already know about. All I can do is remind you of what you've forgotten. The reality of your experiences is created by what you imagine to be true for you. Whatever your ego, which is your sense of self-importance, thinks about generates a quantum waveform from the substance of your belief. The level of your vibrational light determines the life path that you're going to experience. Every human being has the same vibrational creative ability to be able to attract the forms of their life through kinetic belief. And if you want to be positively aligned with the advancing world, the expanding world, meditate upon changing yourself by getting rid of the labels that you've adapted yourself to from all of the negative influence of thought, those labels that you've identified yourself with, because this is the beginning of transcending thought to becoming present in the present tense and all of your beliefs and, and being able to look within learning how to meditatively do this throughout your day for the true essence of who you were originally created to be exists within. And from this viewpoint, you find all truth. And what you then see with the senses, a blue and black dress or a white and gold (laughs) dress, it it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Because the truth will be found within the eyes of the beholder and not the objective label. And that just takes us back to what you're always telling us. Look within, look within, look within. Because we're having our own experience. Right. That's so so powerful, isn't it? And I think it's exciting that everything we need is within. Mm. Because if it wasn't, we're out here trying to, you know, collect it from somewhere else. So that's exciting is the word. Right. Next we have Ivan that we connected with in Sarajevo. And his question is, political discussions and debate is everywhere. We have a theme today. (laughs) Political discussion and debate is everywhere. Everybody talks about the politics and the government. The conversations are in my social media. They're on my TV. It's not that I'm not interested, but I'm not. So how can I avoid it? Your desire to avoid it is not different from those who don't want to avoid it. You're being controlled by political thoughts. Kinetic belief is the transformative passion for the expression of you. The power of kinetic belief changes reality through the energetics of attraction. In other words, if you're passionate about political beliefs, either uh, for them or against them, channel your persuasive light into your constructive imaginations for a better society and Meditate to stir up an emotional desire and gratitude for a society that's at peace with itself. 
Expand your vocabulary of words that are filled with love and find ways to put an action to what you believe. By action, I don't mean the antagonism of protesting. I mean find ways to live what it is that you believe. If you believe in peace, live peacefully. If you believe in being joyful, find ways to act joyfully while sending out love and and light to all others. By you becoming what you believe, the love and the light of your present tense being sets an example of transcending fear to become what you believe. Fear that others will not um, objectively identify with what you believe and desire. No, the vibrational light of your passion will positively affect change into the world. While, yes, it's understandable that you're not impassioned by politics, many people have become uh, mesmerized by politics. And all the promises that it often um, puts out there for a better world. However, the history of humans' attempts to save itself through philosophical musings, self-empowerment, and the controlling misplaced dominion of ideologies are ultimately ineffective and more often than not disastrous to the collective evolution of transcending awareness. One need not actually look any further than the manifestos of of ideologies such as communism, national socialism, or even strict religious belief systems. Actually, it has been estimated that as many as 50 million people have been killed to create a better world. As a kinetic believer, your attitude for advancing your mind, body, and soul, and thus all of humanity, is that the world and its collective souls is perfect for this time as they are. In the same way that the world in the Eocene period, it wasn't perfect, but it was perfect for that period. Even the creation was not finished. The same is true for the world today. And if you could time travel back to the Eocene period, no amount of stressful arguing and debating and family feuding would have, at, during Thanksgiving and while carving the turkey, would have sped up the movement of tectonic plates and changes in warming temperatures and all the things that were necessary for the evolution of life and the already rapid uh, changing of the, the mammals during that period. Now, the expanding universe was doing then exactly what it's doing now advancing life toward perfected completion. Mm. Wow. We have Angela, who, she's from Serbia, and I remember her because she corrected me, and she said it's Angela. 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 I remember her. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So this is from Angela, and she says, I am only 18 years old. Oh, she's a baby. But I really want to... Rub it in, Angela. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Fair enough. She knows. She was a smart girl. She said, I'm only 18 years old, but I really want to travel one day. Until then, how would you say that I should see the world in my mind's eye? Is, didn't she say that she's going to be going to America, I think, next summer? Yes, she said this that she's summer. secured a, a job, and which is allowing her to get her visa, and she's very excited. And so she's just waiting on a few more things, but that's her plan, yeah. She's her. going to New York. I'm excited for her. I am too. How exciting. Angela. <laughs> um, yes. Physically, socially, 
and industrially. It is all good. All things are good. It's all perfectly advancing to become perfect. Although, as it is, it is not complete anywhere or in any way. However, it is all good in the way that it is now. The creative ingredients for what will one day become perfect are, you know, they are as they should be for this time. Perfect as, you know, while the world continues to become what it should be. In other words, as a kinetic believer regarding the world's, let's say, religions and politics and all the other hotly debated topics, the attitude that the world is as it should be results in you becoming an observer of change as it advances to become better. As an observer of what, of what is good, you too become a, a part of what is good. And it's by putting a demand on the light that is within you and your interconnectedness with the one that is in all. You are no longer than under the world's attempts to self-govern itself with authorities of, of advancing virtue. No, as the world attempts to advance itself by thinking rather than coexisting with the oneness that is within each one of us. And then thinking will be proven to be not perfect. And the way for you to see the world, whether you travel or not, and as many young people especially desire to travel because we want the optics of life. We want the, we want the vision of the way the world is so that we can form an idea and an opinion to identify with, to find ourselves within. But the way for us to see the world, Angela, for you to see the world, is outside of the failure of reasonings which are necessary for leading humans to be able to transcend thought, transcend vistas, transcend ideologies and, and cultures and the way of, that, of living that's represented all over the world. Be an observer of all that is good, and then your enlightened state of consciousness will change the world to become what you imagine to see. And as you travel then, it will be full of the enjoyment of your expectations rather than the labels that are promoted to you. Wow. So it, it seems like you're also saying that the world, in a sense, it's, that it's perfect in its imperfection. Correct. Yes. The advancing life on earth. Well, it, it's like a bowl of ingredients in the oven. And uh, unlike my bowl of ingredients would probably remain imperfect for a while but most people that can cook and that work off of a recipe if you look in the oven the it, it looks like it's an incomplete thing although there is a perfected design that's being created from the the heating of those elements the 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 ingredients that in in the oven and the recipe for humankind to advance has been put into the oven with all of its proper ingredients for something perfect to come out of the oven when it's finished. If you're looking around, defining yourself and all others by what you see and how you feel about things, then it's pretty easy to get upset about things like injustices and racial biases. You have a strong opinion regarding how you want the bowl of ingredients to look right now. I, why do I have to wait? Why can't I have my souffle without you putting it into the oven? 
You're like, eh, that's why we all just eat raw cookie dough. <laughs> yes, it's going to take time for that chocolate chip to come out with yes. the right texture and firmness yeah. and, and warmth and size. And no and, salmonella. <laughs> correct. But, you know, you can imagine to see how it should look. And you know what it should taste like. But then you look at the state of the bowl and it's a mess. It's a gooey mess and it's not finished yet. And that, well, it infuriates you. It infuriates a lot of people. Other people are saying it's done, it's finished. So how can you just sit there and not become agitated by those who tell you that you're a problem? You should be finished. You should be completed. So there you are in the kitchen of political drama, pointing and making demands of everybody that you see, everyone arguing over what the bowl of ingredients should be like right now as it is. Meanwhile... All of your thinking and analyzing and judging and finger pointing is doing nothing to finish that recipe and to speed it up. The only thing that your state of upset thinking can actually do is attract more of what you are thinking negatively about mm -hmm. and then into your life. I love this next question. I cannot I just can't even imagine what your answer is, which is one of the reasons that I love it. <laughs> so here we go. This is from uh, Tamara in Montenegro. And she asked us, she submitted the question, don't you believe the world would be a much more peaceful place if there was only one government? You contain within you an infinite arrangement of possibilities. And this includes the political promises Anything that can be imagined politically for the purpose of a government to bring about peace worldwide is already within the subconscious realm of belief. And humans were formed as an extension of one. Billions of facets of God expressed individually in the image of one. And while humanity evolves toward the collective transcending uh, beyond identifying with institutional education and careers and job titles, factions and a government, there will not be a consensus of thought. It's not possible for there to be a consensus of thought. Thought, thought is what humans do when they reason. And reasonings are the inner dialogue of disagreements regarding one's identity. A politically minded person is one who has not transcended the subjective world while attempting to create an objective one out of their beliefs or their reasonings. Remember, Tamara, it is the level of the collective consciousness that comes from being present and looking within that is the main determinant of how soon humans will ultimately experience the oneness mm that already is. While government is still a requirement for the prevention of anarchy, while humanity continues its journey toward enlightenment collectively, if you think about these things in terms of only one government or many governments through your justifications, your thinking can only align with the negative means to an end. It's best to use the power of your creative thinking, not for changing other people, but for attracting wisdom, for being present-minded from within your being. 
Because the presence of peace, absent the labels of thought, is the canvas for your artistry of your kinetic belief. Because it's from here that you create. And the temptation to become politically minded, it's a, a delusional one. The egoist mind will tell you that your political persuasions are infinite because they're, after all, they are subjective. They are not, however, infinite. They only exist within your thoughts. Will you take a moment to explain the difference between objective realities and subjective? Because we know that you know one is within and one is without. But then, how do we go about really understanding and 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 feeling confident in knowing which one we're dealing with and which one we're activating and living within? Remember that your perception of the world is a reflection of your subjective awareness. You are not separate from it. Uh, With over 7 billion human beings on the earth, there is no objective world out there. Your consciousness creates the subjective world that you're experiencing right now. One of the greatest insights that has come out of quantum theory is that uh, attraction, there is the attraction between the observer and what is being observed. And the one observing cannot be separated from the observed. And a different bias of belief causes what is observed to reflect what is believed. Mm-hmm. Imagine there is, uh, for example, imagine there's a chair okay. that is on the beach and it is outside of your mind. So you can see it. So you see the chair okay. that's there. You're not thinking chair, you see chair. It's outside of the mind. So it is what it is thought to be, uh, objective reality. However, you think the chair is a pleasant yellow color, perfect for the beach. (laughs) That thought is inside your mind. It is a subjective reality. There are no problems yet. Hold on just a moment. (laughs) Just like the dress. We're we're working on a problem. (laughs) Right. The objective and subjective seem to be logical until they begin (laughs) mixing with each other. Imagine that everybody else also believes that the chair on the beach is a pleasant yellow color and it's perfect for the beach. But then the chair is then placed in a beach museum and it's admired by art critics who come to see the chair from all over the world. That the chair with the pleasant uh, yellow color that's just perfect for the beach. Your subjective reality of the pleasant yellow chair that's perfect for the beach by agreement is starting to take on the characteristics of an objective reality. Hmm. And is that because of the consensus? That's because of the consensus. Now, the pleasant yellow chair is now outside your mind. Mm -hmm. Others believe it too. Notice that the attraction of creation is flowing from your subjective belief which is your personal belief, and it's flowing to become the objective, which is the belief of consensus. Right. This is where the engine for the power of kinetic belief begins to start turning. All subjective beliefs exist as quantum phantoms before the empirical form is manifest and can be experienced in the natural world. For example, now let's say that there is something on the beach And that is the objective reality, objective reality outside of your thoughts. 
and you've not yet believed anything about what is on the beach, and you decide to call the something on the beach a chair, and the thought that, you know, I'm going to label that as a pleasant yellow chair, it's now in your mind, and it is a subjective reality. Someone else might label it as something completely different in their subjective reality. Oh, that thing, they think, they, they see what you saw, but mm-hmm. they're thinking, well, that's just a nuisance. <laughs> that thing is a nuisance. It's ruining the beauty of the beach. <laughs> and they're yelling about it, apparently. It's the only way you can say that. <laughs> and so as long as there is now disagreement about what to label the thing on the beach, its label remains subjective. Mm. All of a sudden, there is an entire group of vacationers that call the thing a pleasant yellow beach chair, and you've got another group, and they consider themselves to be bohemian and cool, and they agree to call the thing a nuisance that's ruining the beauty of the beach. And somehow it's always 50-50. It's about (laughs) 50-50. How is that? I don't know how that works. Now, the danger now begins with the question, who's right? Wow. The vacationers or the bohemians? That is a dangerous question. The issue of who's right and who's wrong goes directly to the heart of the false identity that labels of thought will produce. And labels, in order to survive, need constant validation or approval. What if neither the vacationers or the bohemians are right or wrong? Being right in what you think is right is subjective, isn't it? Yes. In the vacationer camp, pleasant yellow beach chair is right. In the bohemian camp, a nuisance that's ruining the beach and the beauty of the beach is right. But let's suppose you aren't discussing a something that's out on the beach, but instead you're debating your religious beliefs. How would you like it if somebody pointed out that your religious convictions are just subjective they aren't true for everybody. They, they are, you know, they're just your traditions and uh, they're just based on some superstitions. Wow. Oh, no. Houston, we have a problem. How many wars <laughs> over all time? People tend to get really defensive when it mm. comes to their subjective opinions. Mm. And who can blame them? Yeah. I mean, they've made their subjective opinions their identity. Okay, so in a typical, tragic, historical fashion, the vacation camp attacks the bohemian camp, burns their villages, kills them all. It's a holy war. At the very moment that the last bohemian draws their last breath, the label for that thing on the beach becomes, by unanimous agreement now, objectively, a pleasant yellow beach chair. Sounds like the Crusades, like you were saying. It does, yes. All over again. Right. How about the strong urge to proselytize one's religious beliefs? If I can't get you to dress like me, to eat like me, to act like me, to talk like me and pray like me, think like me, then maybe I'm wrong. It's a threat. One's faith or belief system, be it religious or government, left, right, up, down, whatever it is, is unfortunately more often a matter of removing doubters than it is on focusing the attention on what one believes. When you identify with what you think, then removing doubts or doubters is the very first thing that one does to objectify their subjective beliefs. 
Identity in this sense is dependent upon getting others to agree with you. The objective world, the universe as created, is something that's outside of the mind, that you are one with. It's the objective reality that only appears to be independent of you. But actually, it's not independent of you. By thinking about it, it was you that made it independent or outside of you. It's in between our thoughts while being present that we can identify with the essence of who we really are outside of labels. When you identify with what you think about, you are identifying with labels. And most people will do just about anything, anything to prove their labels are the correct labels. And so this is the, the, the issue that we have with the incorrect way of identifying with life. So we can, we can actively believe you know, those subjective realities and really manifestation is, is moving them into the objective for ourselves. And the issue comes up when we ask that question of who's right. Is that correct? Well, the, the correct way, what we're doing is, is removing the labels. You know, subject, we use our subjective reality and beliefs and kinetic belief in order to be able to attract the lives we want to live. And so it becomes a matter of not identifying, again, with labels that we see in the empirical world around us, the forms that are already here, mm-hmm. but identifying with the kinetic belief. And that's what we imagine to see and, and to desire on purpose by journaling our, the highest viewpoints for the lives that we choose to live. Mm. Wow. Next, we have Bojona from Tirana, Albania, and they're asking the following question. Don't I need to find my tribe to be able to identify the world around me? I am in a world of forms, and to live here, don't I need to be able to define what's around me based on who I believe that I am? Very um, insightful question. Very good question. Tribe identity is nothing more than identifying with labels, which are nothing more than perceptions. In other words, it's identifying with the impressions and the feelings about what you see in the physical realm. For example, there, there are many people who practice being present and the intentional use of the power of kinetic belief to transform their lives. And they call themselves cabies. However, the affectionate use of the expression KB does not exclude anyone. It is used to indicate a state of consciousness, a state of awakening, of awareness, which is achievable by all. And it's a state of being present while using thought forms as a tool for transcending judgments. The power of belief from within the essence of being That's what changes circumstances in alignment with desire. Look around you right now and and notice what you see, wherever you are. When you remove the labels from the form of what you see, well, the room becomes really quiet, doesn't it? This is the realm of pure forms. This is where you just are. You've managed to pass beyond the mental state of being uh, typically defined by concepts and labels of both the subjective and objective. And if you want to go even deeper, don't separate the forms. Just be aware of all things as being sustained by 
one interconnecting source, the source for all things, including you, without the label. All things just are. Now you've entered into the realm of creative authority. And this is where you advance your mind, body, and soul. From this place of transcendent awareness, kinetic belief is empowered to be able to change your life circumstances. This is where both the subjective and the objective merge into one harmonious function. This place of awareness is the higher vibrational state of being. Thought-based identities are created through reasonings. And you're no longer connected to source. Or you become as a branch that's been cut off from the vine, as Jesus said. Reasonings, like emotions, they change. In the same way that if you identify with how you feel, as soon as you feel different, your sense of identity also changes. If you identify with a tribe... As soon as the tribe is removed from your uh, sense of awareness, then you are cut off from identity. Likewise, a thought-based identity is always changing. Your reasonings change and your sense of identity changes. You don't know what to believe because, after all, you're disconnected from the essence of self and you were created you were created with one perfect, flawless, original identity. And that is the fullness of you, the fullness of self. And it's located within your inner being. It does not exist within form. So you can't be identified by words. You just are. Your essence of you is located beneath your thoughts. And the power of thought is there as a tool, and not to identify yourself with. Subjective thinking is for you to creatively arrange your circumstances by attracting forms for your experiential enjoyment, for becoming more of who you are. Growth, growing, advancing, expanding to become more life, just like an artist who may paint one scene and then go on and paint another scene. The original intention for your creative manifestations were to be vibrant expressions of the essence of your being and who you are. Our next question comes from Duras Albania, and uh, it's a Kenny named, it's a KB named Kenny, but I was noticing that all of these, as we were meeting people in the Balkans, that Mm -hmm. they kept, I think they were giving us easy names. Did you notice that? There were, I do remember, there were a lot of uh, Johnny, Ivans, Ivans. Ivans and a lot of Johnnies. They would, get, they would say Ivan or Yvonne yes. or Yvonne. And then a lot of times they would give us a fake name because they right. knew we couldn't pronounce their real one. John. So, right. My name is John <laughs> right. or Tom. And so this is Kenny. So who knows? Hey, hey, Kenny. He was asking, um, it's a very specific question. He says, there seems to be a lot of people who cannot resist political debates. And most seem to believe that they are on a mission um, mm-hmm. to make you think that the world is a better place. Um, I think others just want to win an argument. What do you think? The battle for controlling thought is hotly contested because one's subjective reality is on the line. And the mind constructs uh, perceptions and builds perceptions. And then when one controlling faction promotes an idea that you can have more, uh, live a certain way, have more life, have more things, have uh, have access to more, 
then the political viewpoint that this is the way to redemption, to the greater life, that way of thought takes on a religious religious overtones, and the political thinking becomes the means to an end. As far back as the world's governments go regarding the establishment of rules and laws to govern societies, to control the distribution of wealth and medicine, education, land ownership, all those things. The idea that resources are limited is rooted in political controls. The collective imagination is easily captured by fear, fear of lack, fears of insufficiency, and the sight of human suffering. These thought forms will continue to dominate the collective consciousness and continue to manifest such things as long as there are expectations for these things. However, the human species continues to advance consciousness beyond thoughts of lack, beyond thoughts of insufficiency and human suffering as individuals transcend thought to the highest viewpoint beyond all of these things. It's the fear of loss developed into reasonings and into the human consciousness long before the rise of Western civilization. That's where we see how masters like Jesus and the Buddha instructed their followers. It's recorded that Jesus asked his disciples, why are you always anxious? Can anxious thought add a single day to your life? And the Buddha taught that the root of suffering is to be found in your constant wanting and craving. While it's true that most governments perpetuate thoughts of poverty and strife and divisions, when one transcends political thinking, that person becomes creatively empowered to, be a, to become a healer, uh, a maker of peace, one with the ability to attract abundance into their lives and manifest positive change into their life. The collective consciousness, although not yet perfect, is dramatically shifting right now through an awakening of the individual. How do we work on a day-to-day basis to transcend those political reasonings that you're, that you're talking about? Well, it's through the practice of meditation and becoming uh, centered in our thoughts and, and quietening our thoughts to become present-minded so that we can... Uh, look within to find the genius of our purpose in life. And again, just not, not to identify with forms by becoming observer of those thoughts. And, and quieten yourself to pay attention to the next thought that comes in and then agree with it or not. Wow. When you meditate to bring your sense of awareness into the present moment, where you're no longer identified with thoughts, with the expectations of others, no thoughts of governments or of an industrial system that you can define, or rather that can define you. And when others like you and me purpose to not be politically minded, but only source minded, then all the world's systems will then be, they have to become modified to accommodate the forward movement of collective consciousness. Collective consciousness comprised of a sampling of dominant expectations. Uh, Dominant expectation in the realm of attraction, that does not mean the most. 
The most dominant power of attraction in the universe is original source. It's God. And it is the most intentional, highest vibrational source of light and form in quantum mechanics. Particle attraction is empowered by belief. And kinetic belief is the purest, most powerful form of human attraction. A weaker vibration results from wavering thoughts, reasonings that produce doubt and worry that what you think about will not endure. Remember thought form constructs from the past and the future are fear-based. Fear that what you used to identify with will no longer exist or fear that what you hope for in the future will not come to pass. Only by being present-minded in between thoughts can you identify with source and the essence of who you were created to be. By quietening your mind, you receive the inspiration of wisdom for living your best life. If you've been a politically-minded person, it's understandable, but it's not transcendent. It's not rising above understanding. Political thought and influence is the world's attempt to save itself. Political debate will be the last bastion of reasonings on the earth before human consciousness finally transcends all reasonings and the irrational labels of thought are then displaced by a present tense co-equal relationship with one eternal being. Now, as a kinetic believer, you transcend the identity of thought to attract your best life, which is your original state of being. It is happiness and it's joy and it's the, the, the wealth of which cannot be contained by thought. And you may enter into the awakened state of consciousness at any time and under any government and unbecome the negative state of being to recreate yourself healthy, happy, Uh, overflowing with the abundant life. And it's by embracing the essence of your being outside of the condemnation of labels that you're joining a considerable number of people who are also transcending any government anywhere in the world, which will ultimately cause the world's systems to be so modified as to open the way for all others to join in. The more who transcend political reasonings on the creative plane the better for all others. The high vibration of your light will show others the way, and it will inspire them with a desire for real life, with the belief that it can be attained, and with the identity of purpose to attain it. Uh, Megan and I have traveled the world, and I've been in the poorest of nations and the richest And I've been with those whose lives are totally debased from the uh, fear of thoughts and those who are so filled with the joy of presence that their feet barely touch the floor. And for this present time, however, it is enough to know that neither the government under which you live nor the capitalistic or competitive system of industry can keep you from manifesting your best life through the present power of kinetic belief. Mm. Now, when you enter upon the creative plane of kinetic belief, you rise above all of these things and you become a citizen of a universal kingdom. But remember that your belief must be held upon the creative plane and not upon any thought. 
Whenever you do fall into old ways of thought, meditate to correct yourself instantly and become an observer of thought and feelings and learn to smile at your thoughts like you would a child for being a child. They are not who you are. Remain unattached. For when you are in the competitive mind, you've lost the cooperation of the universe. Mm. You know, I feel like all of these insights and truths that you're giving us today, it feels like a miracle in itself that we even are, that it's even possible to transcend these things that you're describing because it is so loud and it can feel so invasive in our lives coming in from every direction as, as is made obvious by the, the tone of all of these questions. So it, it does feel like, again, you're giving us this secret access to a miracle, to work a miracle in our lives, to to even be able to not just overcome these things mentally, but to, to live beyond them. It does seem miraculous, perhaps, but you know what? It was the original. Mm. It was the first. It's how we all come into the natural and we just forget. I love that. Mm, the original. Can we do a few more questions? Sure. Can we keep going? Sure. <laughs> I I'm love com- this. I'm comfortable. Good. I love this topic. So, okay. I'm, I'm going to go for it. From Pagorica, Montenegro, <laughs> Peter is asking... I believe fear is a strong motivator. I've been trying to overcome fear of failure, fear of not being able to pay my bills, fears about my children, and, well, a lot of other things. I know these fears can be irrational, but I'm not quite sure how to know when they are or even just how to overcome my fears. If you struggle... With worry, stress, or fear, you can be set free from worry and never worry another day in your life. Gaining perspective regarding your present tense identity transcends all thought. Fear is a byproduct of reasonings. And reasonings are the label makers that people identify with. Have you ever had the thought, what am I going to do? A seeming crisis is in your mind, and you may be thinking about your finances or your job, or you received a bad report about your health, mm-hmm. or uh, an important relationship seems to be falling apart right before your eyes. And the pressure of fear begins to mount, and your problem-solving fixer-upper kicks in. And all day and night, your thinking becomes more dominant, and it's out of control as you contemplate the solution, wondering if, there's, if there is even one. Concern moves to more worry, and worry becomes louder, and the irrational uh, physiological responses to fear begin to take over, and then before you know it, uh, panic sets in, and you're in total mental and physical torment. Co-creator KB, this is not how you are meant to live this life. No more than this is how you are meant to eternally exist. As you As you continue unattaching yourself from the world's systems, your life expectancies transcend reasonings to expand the presence of perfected peace into your life. And that's why it is best to be absolutely vehemently opposed to and on guard that you not worry. Don't allow yourself. Don't go there. Don't worry. Remember that all worry is fear-based and fear exists only in the mind. It doesn't produce anything but stress, disease, and death. 
to feel and to know the essence of who you are and to be an observer of what is enables you to dwell in the deeply rooted state of being, which is enlightenment, a transcended state of awareness into the truth that Jesus said will make you free. Free from the thought that you are nothing more than your physical body and free from the thought that you are nothing more than your thoughts and your mind. This is what the Buddha calls the illusion of the self. Um, I've heard the question, we're talking about worry here. Um, I've heard the question posed, you know, doesn't worry, can't worry be beneficial to me in helping me navigate my life when I'm worrying about something, you know, can't that be my intuition trying to, to lead me in a, in a new or different direction? Worry should never be an option for you. Worry and doubts are fear-based. They're both constructs of thought. Remember when you are led by emotions, you are identifying yourself with thoughts. And like thoughts, your emotions are subject to change. Meditate in the morning to come into the presence of your being between thoughts. Refuse to let the sun go up or down upon a single care. Yes, it'll be a challenge. No, it's not always easy. Trusting in source for guidance is an act of faith. And it may not be easy at first, but it's necessary if you want to live your best life. In the presence of each day, your best life is not behind you, and your best life is not in front of you. It is in your present state of being within the essence of who you are right now in this moment. Today can be the last day you ever have a care in this world. By transcending thought and reasonings, by staying present-minded, you no longer give life to your cares. Your cares are therefore removed from you. Your problems are solved. The issues of life are in the mind. They are subjective. And they go somewhere to die without the lifeblood of negative agreement. I love that you keep bringing us back to this idea that our experiences, our life, everything that we're doing uh, is in the mind. It's within us because... Isn't that the idea? I know that for me, that's the idea I'm always sort of um, overcoming because sensory perception is so strong. You know, you, you feel the, the expanse of the universe around you, but then you have to remember it's all within. It's all happening in here, in the mind. And that's where we can quieten it. That's where we do battle with it by not allowing it and giving it life, but mm. by being an observer of those things that come in wow. and then choosing the thoughts that you will allow to mm. remain. Yes. Um, final question, and you're going to really like this one. <laughs> We've got uh, Monica, and she was with us in Sarajevo. She posed the question, I like to play chess, and life seems to me a lot like chess. I make moves in life with my mind, and I see the consequences of those moves. Sometimes I win, sometimes I don't, so it seems to me I need to just mentally work out the options in life. Hmm. Checkmate. The mind is where the battle between worry or fear-based thoughts and essence of being or peace takes place. Whatever you think about, you allow to captivate your mind and to rule your life. So if you want the essence of your created being, absent from thought, made perfect in the original form, as a co-creator of your life, to have authority over your thoughts, remove yourself from identifying with thoughts when they try to show you something to think about. If it's not of a good report, get rid of it and wait for another one to show up. And if it's not of a good report, get rid of it 
and wait for another one to surface. You will recognize it when it finally does come because it will come with peace. This is how you free yourself from cares. This is how you stop giving life to worried thoughts before they even start. You know how it begins. You get a phone call, an email, or something in the mail, and you think, well, this isn't good. (laughs) Immediately, your mind begins racing with all of the what-ifs. And then the subconscious comes running to do its part, to remind you of all the past negative emails and things that have come and reports and all the influencers who told you this was going to happen. This is where the road divides, and you have a choice to make. Are you going to begin to worry and accept that thought and identify with it? Or will you, ta- will you just see that thought as an observer sees something running across the floor or knocking at the door? And you just smile and send it away immediately. That means to stop it in its tracks and to keep it from being free to roam in your mind, attracting the negative consequences of what you're imagining to see into your life. Until you practice kinetic belief, the spiritual dimension is something that you may only journal about and talk about. And, and you, yeah, you'll get excited about it. And you'll listen to these podcasts and hear about the concepts. And you'll think about it and you'll believe in it or not, as the case may be. Either way, it will not be until the practice of kinetic belief becomes a living reality in your life. When you awaken to yourself the vibrational energy that you emanate and that operates your life is much higher than the thought energy that still runs our world. The energy that created the existing social, political, and economic structures of our civilization. Remember that it is knowledge of the truth that ultimately sets you free. Let's work on some highest viewpoints. Oh my goodness, I'm already soaring, so let's see how high we can fly. uh, Say this out loud. (laughs) Say, today I am the person I came to the earth to be. I am the person that I came to the earth to be. My freedom to choose is my freedom to change. My freedom to choose is my freedom to change. I demand my freedom. I demand my freedom. My freedom is the nourishment. My freedom is the nourishment. And the power plant. And the power plant. For attracting my dreams. For attracting my dreams. Freedom manifests success in my life. Life. Freedom will manifest success in my life. I am a free human being empowered by God. I'm a free human being empowered by God. To reject tyranny. To reject tyranny. And oppression. And oppression. In all of its forms. In all of its forms. Because I am a free human being. Because I am a free human being. Empowered to share this earth peacefully. Empowered to share this earth peacefully. With all others. With all others. I'm living my best life. I'm living my best life. I am a free human being. I'm a free human being. Free to uh, speak my mind freely. Free to speak my mind freely. When it's filled with visions of love and light. When it's filled with visions of love and light. I am who I was originally intended to be. I am who I was originally intended to be. Wow. Talk about being set free. That's exactly what happened on today's podcast. I am so empowered to move on and 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 work these truths in my own life. And I'm excited for the rest of the KBs around the world to do it as well. If you want to check out the guided journal that Stephen has written, you can do that at stephencanyon.com. And if you haven't already, make sure you follow him on Instagram. That's going to be at Stephen Canyon. And make sure you do all the other good stuff too, like subscribing to the YouTube channel, sign up for the newsletter, just go 
all in with all the exciting materials. And make sure you send in some questions. If you have some, go ahead and email them. Probably we just generated a lot more questions and I don't want this to end. I don't I'm, either. I'm enjoying just sitting. Can we just keep talking? Yes. I want to face you just like this <laughs> and not, I don't want this to I end. I really could do this forever though. That's the funny thing. Oh, uh, this has been really exciting today and I can't wait to get the other questions that are submitted. You can do that at stephencanyon.com or you can just simply email them to kineticbelief at stephencanyon.com. Sending out much love yes. and light to all you KB creatives all around the world. And thanks as usual, Stephen, for all the wisdom. Bye.